Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. I'm your host, I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And in this episode, we're taking it back to my roots. And we are going to have a sit down conversation with a man that I greatly respect. His name is Mr. Brant Holmes. And when I say taking it back to my roots, I'm talking about music. All right. And this is a man who has dedicated his life to rock and roll. When you talk about steady focused, you talk about putting in the work, dedicating your life towards something. And this man has chosen rock and roll or perhaps rock and roll has chosen him. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that with him and talk about the ups and the downs, a roller coaster of what it's like to live a rock and roll lifestyle. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me give a big, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Brant Holmes. Without you 
What's up, Sam? It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, too. How's, how's the volume sound? Does that sound okay? Everything sounds great. All right, cool. Well, Brent, let, let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, what projects are you working on right now? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, I've just been working to pay bills, but I've got my own solo thing going on, the singer-songwriter stuff. Uh, it's kind of blowing up around Wichita Falls. There's so many great musicians that do well just with a guitar and a microphone. And a lot of these guys have inspired me to not be so worried about trying to get a band going that I can do most of it on my own and find a lot of passion and just, like I said, a guitar and a mic. And so I'm just doing the Brent Holmes thing, not trying to do a project. Uh, putting betting betting on myself i guess hell yeah yeah so and i love it dude yeah. it's uh um you and i spent a lot of very close times together we were in a what was t talk about how you and i got intimate with each other okay yeah uh, <laughs> yes we got intimate uh i uh i believe i heard of your band downstairs when i was probably about 19 years old uh, a buddy of mine who used to hang out with y'all mike abby and he's like, man, there's this band in Iowa Park that practices in this trailer. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we went and checked it out. And, you know, my first sight of you, I'm like, man, this is a, this guy looks like he's intense. So y'all are going and playing y'all's music. And I remember like when, when the breakdowns would happen in the song, the whole trailer would shake because everybody was just so into the music and that was my first experience with downstairs and i think years went by where we were we were both doing shows together but i was in a different band but always in the back of my mind i was like man i would always love to be a part of that and eventually i got my Showing opportunity yeah. yes uh, learned how to play guitar just so i could play in y'all's was band. it really is that yeah. how you, you were okay so yeah. before that you were you were vocals just and you vocals. had a you had a guitar player yeah in with you yeah and i i mean i knew enough but not enough to actually be a guitar player in a wow. band you okay. know i dabbled so when max said hey you should learn the guitar join our band i was like man i you think I could do that? And honestly, I started putting in the hours, and wow. it proved to me that I was able to do anything I set my mind to. And I remember it being one of the most rewarding feelings once just you in general accepting me into that project. You know, I mean, all the other guys could have said yes, but it didn't mean anything unless you said mm. it. Okay. Because that meant the world to me. It really wow. did. Uh, I looked up to you, man. I mean, okay. I may have not have been able to come in and be like some shredder on the guitar, but like I felt like I had passion in me, and I would let it out when I was playing with y'all. Yeah. And I felt like I felt like I may not have been the best, but I could have the most fun on stage. Yeah, while and you we're did put it. on a good show. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate and that. and and still do so. Yeah, you and I ended up with with the guys in the band. You know, we toured around. We played a lot of huge shows. Yeah. Um, and then I stepped out of music. Yeah. What maybe it's probably been close to ten years now, eight years, something like this. I didn't realize it was you that know? long. Well, because Kingston, yeah. my, my son is seven, yeah. so it was a couple of years. So it was about nine years. Wow. So I stepped out. You kept going. You've been straight doing it. Let's rewind. When did you 
first fall in love with the feeling of singing and someone you know that that feeling of like whoa someone is i'm into this feeling uh started on the bass guitar because when my dad bought me this acoustic six string i went and took lessons and i guess the teacher was trying to have me learn things that i wasn't interested in so i had moved over to the bass because it was substantially easier i was playing with a buddy of mine darren davis he was kind of teaching me things here and there and ended up with a small little group of guys where I was playing bass along with what they were doing. And uh, a good buddy of mine, we haven't spoken in years, but I still consider my brother, Philip McClung, was the rhythm guitar player and he would sing. Well, uh, there was there would be songs that he couldn't hit these notes and for some reason I was always able to. And uh, ended up going to a practice where he wasn't there and I sang all the songs instead and everybody was just like thrilled that I'm the new singer and that feeling reminded me of like why I was doing it in the first place I almost didn't know why and that feeling made me realize well this is this is why I want to do music now just that appreciation alone of when you're doing something that you love but the feeling you get from other people really enjoying it it makes it that much more rewarding so i think that was the first time i realized uh singing was something that made me very happy and so so before this so i'm guess i don't know i'm just pulling this out of my head but yeah. i'm guessing you were in junior high or high school how what around how old was it? yeah it was junior high going into high school there i mean i could name drop all the guys i was jamming with but for the most part you know we had it was a five-piece band and it got to where they realized they needed to get another bass player because i was going to be singing wow so uh yeah, and and so, it, it was going into high school because that's about when the time like I had football and music going on, okay. and they were both pretty balanced because I mean you were you were a great football player too yeah, in high but school. But I didn't have music. It was I didn't I, I sang for myself. Yeah, but it wasn't until I got into college that okay. I, I went with the band. Well, I think music found me early because of my brother, and he said he said the one thing that he wished he could always do was be able to play these instruments of the bands that he idolized because it was always Metallica, Megadeth, and Pantera. And then I had a younger brother who was Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden. So I, I got the best of both worlds going from late elementary into junior high into high school to where I had enough buddies who were trying to get me to play. And, you know, because I, I just thought I wasn't going to be very good. So I kind of always was timid and scared to really try and once i started and saw how well i was doing you know it, it definitely changed my life and it i guess probably junior year is when i put football on the back burner obviously i'm five five you know i wasn't going to be <laughs> okay. any kind of football okay. star but okay. yeah the music music took number one priority like soon in high school Okay, so we're looking at high school. I'm not going to give your age, but I know I'm yeah. my age. I'm mid 30s, so I'm yeah, mid 30s. Yes, yes. So if we're going, so we're we're talking a a, a straight 17, 18, 19. You're, you're coming on 20 years. Yeah. 
putting in the work. And so, see, guys, that's what I'm talking about. When I'm saying steady focused, I know this this show really started out about Simeon's, you know, documenting his growth as a photographer and literally, like, focus. But, but you know, I'm still doing camera work right here. I'm still failing, you know, and learning and experimenting with audio and camera. But it really, this has evolved into I want to talk to people who are steady focused, who have dedicated their lives to something and... Brant is is a perfect example of that. And so, you know, a lot had been going on in my life. And it had been a minute since I'd really, like, spent a lot of time with you. But now recently we're spending quite a bit of time. Great conversations, too, that we've had recently. Like, Yeah. yeah, I've really enjoyed our conversations. And I'm just just happy that you're uh, interested in bringing me up here and, you know, and sharing with everybody some of the things that I've you know, been focused on throughout my life. And, all and it that. shows, dude, it's like seeing you now perform. Cause I know, well, you, you know, you were with downstairs. He went into twice broken. He went into eight minute fall. You, you've been in a lot of huge bands in the Wichita falls area. Yeah. And I kind of, you touched on it at the beginning when we were talking, but maybe you were, you possibly had it in your mind that you had to have that band in order to be a success. Yeah. But now, you are succeeding and just your your musicality your melody your melodic i don't know if what those those are real terms but just yeah. seeing you on your own standing there with that powerful fucking voice yeah great guitar owning it i'm like dang man this guy is hot i mean it it's you're doing it man i appreciate it man it, and it's the scariest thing just being like a solo artist up there i mean you you always have that band to kind of hide behind, you know, so now it's, you put it on your shoulders, but it's really what I've needed all along because, you know, with projects not working out for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, like the conscience wants to blame others when you should just accept the failure and move on from it. What's it like? What's it? What does it feel like when a band falls apart? Oh my God! It feels like your parents divorced, or your wife's divorce. You know, like wanting to leave you, or I mean, it's that bad. It really is, especially if you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. You know, I mean, it's for me. At least for me, is what it feels like. I've always put my eggs in that basket. So when you break all of my eggs. I have no eggs and I'm not happy about it. So, uh, I tell you what, man, it's, it's gut wrenching. That's probably the best term. Like the last project I was in when, when things just fell apart, I, uh, it actually cost a relationship for me, you know, that I was someone I cared about. It's one of those things It affects you at work it affects you with your personal relationships with people your friendships because music is how i define myself so if i don't have music i don't have brant holmes and Mm. i mean that's the best way for me to put it
So if you if you look back and you see a Brant Holmes or or Kingston, my son, a seven year old, and they're yeah. like seven, eight, ten, fifteen, you know, they're going down that road and they really are like, I want to walk the road of being a rock star. Yeah. What do you tell them? Best advice: learn every instrument and try to put yourself in a position to always to always be able to just be a team player and if not put yourself in a position to where you're not relying on anybody ever because if you're just a drummer and that's all you've ever done unless you're a studio drummer playing you know like being paid to to record for bands you really don't have much because unless you're just doing youtube videos playing along with music that you didn't write or if you're, you know, learn all the instruments and then put yourself in a position, maybe uh, buy your own studio setup to where you can record your own music. So you're already putting it out there before you've maybe even played one note of it live. And I think that's my best advice because you can sit there and get a band together and if two guys aren't showing up every week and you can't find a replacement, they have power over you of not being able to achieve what you're wanting to get done. So it's it's pretty much set your goal and don't let anybody get in the way of it. If you want to be a rock star, you have to be willing to sacrifice everything in order to do it. But don't let anybody have power over how you're going to achieve that because that'll be the biggest speed bump or roadblock or obstacle, whatever you want to call it, that you're going to face. And uh, I've learned a lot of lessons about that. I think that's why I went from being a singer to going ahead and learning guitar and being just a guitar player in a band. And now I'm doing both and I'm finding it so much more rewarding because at the end of the day, I don't need a band. I can go busk on a street corner and play my music right there, raw and Hell live. Yeah. And yeah. there is something very freeing about that. And I I feel like I have more power because I don't need anybody. There you go. So that's probably my best advice. I know that wasn't just one thing. It was yeah. kind of a mixture of stuff, but it's just being able being multi-capable to play all the different instruments allows you to have freedom to achieve your dream quicker what what inspires you man where are you maybe this could be inspiring for your your songs that you're writing right now or just inspiring you just to keep grinding it out honestly uh hard work and dedication when i see other people i mean you know you've been a big inspiration for me uh you make me realize that getting up in the morning 
and knowing what it is that you're wanting to do and knowing that maybe you failed trying to do that yesterday is the reason why you get up and it makes you work even harder the next day. Uh, honestly, loving and losing, have, you know, like relationships influence me. Uh, unfortunately, I lost my mother, you know, like May 20th. And that's really been a big influence for me. At first, I thought it was going to drive me into the ground and make me not want to do anything. But really what it's done, it's made me work harder and made me realize that all she ever wanted was for me to be happy at doing what I loved. And I've kind of, it's kind of weird to say this, but like, I try to listen to my conscience like it would be her voice talking to me now. Wow. And that really pushes me. And between that, like I said, seeing the others around me that I want to be around who are working hard, a lot of it's just the musicians and friends that I've made in the last year. And uh, all these all these local musicians have really pushed me and influenced me. I felt like we were, I was, our last band that I was in, we were kind of the top 40 kind of mainstream and there's a lot of this raw talent, like underground indie alternative bands around here. And it, it's really influenced me in the way that I've been writing because you've heard some of my songs. They don't yeah. sound like your standard top 40 songs. Some yeah. of them have a little bit of this country Billy kind of, sound to it i mean I'll, I'll do a name drop clint vines has been a huge influence to wow. me yeah it's almost like texas outlaw kind of folky acoustic-y kind of i don't know there's just something about it and it, it i don't know It's it's been a huge influence to me i've seen them about 10 times and i can honestly say they're one of my favorite bands right now wow okay yeah and uh I don't know. A lot of these bands have just pushed me, and uh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to find myself in all of that, which is really fun because I'm doing things that I just I've never done before, and I'm finding cool. I'm finding new ideas that I used to think were cheesy or possibly scary, and I'm just trying not to limit myself and put boundaries, you know, because like I said greatest feeling about being a musician is feeling free and powerful to do whatever you want so and you said you're having fun yes i mean well, that, having a lot of fun it's i i just love hearing that that energizes me and refreshes me because it's it's super easy for me to get caught up in the checklist getting shit done yeah. you know whipping myself at times even though i'm trying not to do that i'm working really hard not to beat myself down and but just like remember just to have fun i mean shit that we're we're working our asses off enjoy it yeah i would uh find myself not having fun when it started feeling like a job that i would dread mm -hmm. and that was like the worst feeling in the world because you know like god or whatever force i feel like put us on this earth in order to do this you know mm -hmm. like we we had a purpose and if you can't find joy in it there is a hole deep inside of you that you know there's a huge void that 
it's going to affect everything. It's mm-hmm. going to affect anything that you care about because you can't have fun with your number one passion. And it stems, you know, it, it spider webs to all the rest of your life and it affects it like it affects it deeply. So not being happy when you're playing music means that you're just not happy in general. Before I take you off of the mic, you know, any other thoughts you have on your mind? Anything else you'd like to share or, or talk about? Uh, well, honestly, uh, I'm just glad. I'm glad you and I have kind of reconnected. You know, I mean, you're doing the family thing, Kingston ra- raising him and all that. Uh, it was just nice that. I've been able to see you a lot more and we've been able to catch up and really, really have some great conversations. You know, we've talked about your father and some of the epiphanies that he's had and how I've been using those in my everyday life and the things that you've been talking about with me. And, you know, I won't go into detail about any of that, but, uh, shout out Tom Hendricks. Yes. (laughs) Tom, uh, I love myself, man. I love myself. And I love you. There you go. That's a big one. You guys hear me talk about that. I love myself. And, yeah, that's one that he had an epiphany at 71 years old. Like, oh, my gosh, I love myself. That's a key to it. Yeah, I think it's the key to everything, honestly. It's the key to make other people happy in your lives because they they can feed they can feed off the energy that you're giving because you know love is probably what the most powerful energy there is Mm. i mean that's good yeah i mean it it, it's contagious it really is it really is and when when you love yourself others love you and then you're able to love others because you can't love others without loving yourself and it just i mean it's it's kind of a no-brainer when you think about it, but some people will go their whole lives forgetting to actually love themselves because they're so mm-hmm. caught in a routine of doing for others. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of like that whole idea that, you know, when you're in an airplane and something happens and the, uh, the air masks come down, yeah, you're supposed to put yours on before you help your children you know, or, or help anybody else. You have to put yours on. And it's kind of that idea. You, you can only do so much for others, you know, before it takes a toll on you without, you know, so you have to concentrate on yourself at the end of the day, as harsh as it really is, you're the only person that's going to die when you die, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, make sure yourself is taken care of. I mean, uh, physically, mentally, you know, uh, spiritually, emotionally, all those things. And uh, just being able to talk about those types of subjects with you when we're at the pub or something, having a couple of beers yeah. while everybody else is just, you know, being belligerent. I might be a belligerent, but yeah. at least we're having a, <laughs> a really cool, deep conversation. All right, guys. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to hand over the guitar to Mr. Brant Holmes, and he's going to hit us with a song or two. I'm going to eat a dumpling real quick from uh, Gypsy and Court.
I'm Mr. Simeon Hendricks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, what you're going to see this, tune in Friday, steady, steady focused Fridays. This is Mr. Brant Holmes. I'm Mr. Simeon Hendricks. We appreciate you guys so much. Brant, you're the man. Right. You're the Thank man, you. Simeon. Love y'all, Wichita Falls. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And this is Steady Focused.